You're listening to 101 with Tommy Zam. On the 59th episode, we sit down with Cam Wyatt from Cassandor talking about music and life. Let's do this. Hey, what's up, Cam? How you doing? Hey, Tommy. Thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, you know, about to have a little sip of this Flying Embers Mojito cocktail-inspired drink here a little bit, you know? Very nice. I wish I, wish I had one of those right now. Oh, what are you drinking? I'm just drinking some tea. I didn't, you know, didn't know what the vibe was going to be, so I'm just, I'm just chilling my place here. Oh, okay. Oh, what kind of tea? Look, look out the window. It's uh, it's an Earl Grey, I think. Oh, Earl Grey. It's got a little variety pack, you know. Oh, you got one of the variety pack ones. Yeah. Yeah. I always, always do the green tea one. Earl Grey green tea. I think they do that one. Oh, that is that sounds good. There's this uh, tea place close to my house, and they have like. Mostly like Asian, like like loose leaf stuff. Been experimenting with, with a bunch of those. Pretty damn good. But there's like they're like super caffeinated. A lot of those ones, so it will get you, it will get you pretty juiced up on caffeine. Let's just say. Oh. Don't, okay. don't drink before bed. Don't drink before bed because you'd be wired up to like nine in the morning. I I still do it, but <laughs> I would I wouldn't recommend. So are you more a coffee drinker or a tea drinker? I would say I'm more of a tea drinker, but I do enjoy coffee. I do enjoy it. Coffee makes me like feel a little bit worse, but I just like, I don't know. Tea is I, my, both my like grandparents, like on both sides are like from England. So mm-hmm. I was just raised on tea all the time. And now I just, I think I just do it like uh, unconsciously, you know? Yeah. I, I'm more, I'm more, I mean, I could, I'll drink coffee, but I prefer more tea, you know, because yeah, yeah. So I'm the same way as you, you know, I, I was more raised by my parents and grandparents and stuff like that, drinking more tea than coffee. Um, you know, and then when I went to visit with my ex many years ago to South Africa, that's where she was from. I got introduced to, um, Roy boys and, and it's like, Oh I, yeah. Like R O O I B like, like Rubo or something like that. Ruboy, yeah. It's right? like, it was like Red. the real South South. Yeah. Something like that. And it's like the South African tea, like the real, not the ones you buy over. I don't know what you, you know, you buy over there, but like over here in America, they got this fake road boy stuff you know american rice that's this is like good yeah this is the authentic stuff man yeah this is that real shit dude that like you'd be like whoa you know yeah well cool cam well so you know some of the people don't know who you are just tell us a small like bio about you yeah so yeah so i'm from i'm from canada i'm was born in ottawa which is capital it's kind of like six hours north of new york city for those who don't really know um and yeah i've been doing music for a while i have my own band um we just released a new album we're kind of getting ramped up to go i don't know tour around the world hopefully and then uh, i also do a lot of session guitar playing stuff so i play for different pop singers and like, i was just in asia for a month we did eastern europe I was touring with uh one republic we like opened for maroon five a bit i was just down in california for a while um and i do a lot of other stuff like i do some i do a bit of teaching on the side i've been writing jingles i uh do some voiceover work randomly. Um, just a whole bunch of like really random stuff. But I would say I'm just a full-time musician at this point with my main project being uh, my own band, which is Castledor. Okay, sick. And um, so what was it like growing up in um, Ontario? Are you from Ontario? Or, or uh, yeah, so the province is like the equivalent of like a state. It's called Ontario. And then Ontario. Uh, the city is called Ottawa. So that's... Ottawa, um, okay. It was good, yeah. Uh, I like it a lot. I mean pretty chill i currently live in a city like close there it's like in between toronto if you've heard of that in ottawa 
it's all yeah. kind of in the same area. Like most of Canada lives in like one part of Ontario, Southern Ontario, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was good. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I really have no complaints like at all. It was uh, really chill growing up. Um, and it's like, I find that the music scene, especially in Canada is very supportive. Like a lot of the radio stations, like they, they have to play 60% Canadian music. Um, they, they, there's a lot of grants that help you record and everything. Um, even like there's like touring support, there's a whole bunch of things that kind of like boost the arts, the arts world that I find. Cause we did a lot of touring through the States and I would, you know, you just kind of touring with other kind of like indie bands. Mm-hmm. And th- it always that always seemed kind of surprised to hear that they, you know, there's a lot of like money available um, to kind of make to make it happen here, which is which is nice. It's definitely a beautiful. It's a it's a beautiful thing. That's, that's pretty rad. And 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 you said Iowa. So doesn't Iowa have a hockey team? Iowa does have a hockey team. Yeah, the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, they actually just got put up for sale. What? Um, yeah. Why? Because the owner died, and oh, it went to shit. his. He has two daughters. They're and they're like twenty ish. And then mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds was actually going to buy the team, and then and then Snoop Dogg put in a bill with this uh, or a bid with this guy Nico Sparks. I think he's like oh, a crypto dude. Um, yeah, I don't know a ton about him, but um, Snoop Dogg and Nico Sparks are trying to buy the team as well. And there was no like, way. Been, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. Snoop Dogg is going to be no way. <laughs> yeah, so he like he put on like yeah, so the team is called the Ottawa Senators, and he like put on a jersey, and he was like, I want to bring because there there have been no. Um, like i guess like black owners of, mm-hmm. of any hockey team before so they'd be the first like i guess like black ownership group which would be sick um that would be rad. um so they that was kind of their whole thing and then they wanted to bring in like you know more of the indigenous population of canada as well kind of into it so that part would have been sick i think uh they, i don't think their bid went through but it was like a very real thing for a while it was like him wow. versus like ryan reynolds and then a bunch of other like billionaires basically so who so who's gonna get it? I think I feel like they have both bowed out, and it's I think like as of yesterday, like a billionaire guy got it. Um, no way. But I think it's still in the process of being finalized. But it's looking like it's uh, I think his name is like Ann Blower. I, I don't know what his name is, but he's not like a celebrity or anything. Dude, that's that's crazy. How rad would it have been Snoop Dogg owned? I know <laughs> that would have been the sick. Whole, the whole the whole stadium would smell like. Weed. I know, <laughs> like actually, they were like legal. Like, Legalize it inside in that arena or something, because they're also yeah, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna build a new arena hopefully too in like the downtown uh-huh. core, so I feel like he would have had a part of that as well. But missed opportunity, you know. Dude, that would have been rad, dude. Yeah, Especially Ryan Reynolds would be cool too. But Snoop Dogg, that would be dope, dude. Yeah, that it, it would be sick. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no other team would even be close to that. No, no, everybody want to be a senator fan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think yeah, it would uh, it would put them on the map for sure. Oh hell yeah! Well, I'll, so you're a big hockey fan yourself, or I do like hockey a lot. Yeah, I, I grew up playing hockey. Like everyone, not pretty much everyone plays hockey growing up, and like everyone, not, I mean, everyone is a strong term, but it's like in general very popular. Um, it's it's, and, like, it's 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 like it's in your blood. It's in you guys' blood to play. It is hockey. it's in your blood? And there's like they call it like there's outdoor rinks everywhere in the winter because it snows. It's like really cold mm-hmm. there in the winter. I'm calling like ODR, like outdoor rinks. And um, people hit that up all the time. And there's like pickup games everywhere. And then anytime like a Canadian team is in the playoffs, it's like a really big deal as well. So, so it doesn't um, matter what what Canadian team is. It's it's. it's uh, it does matter. Like I think a lot of people, you know, root for like a Canadian team when their team is out. But in general, people are pretty diehard about their team. Like the Toronto team is pretty. Like people go 
people are the really Raptors. This, that's the Raptors. Uh, right? That's basketball. Uh, Toronto oh. Maple Leafs is the Maple Leafs. Team. That's right. But the yeah, the Toronto Raptors are the basketball team. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, that's I more Drake's thing. Drake is like the guy. Drake owns that one. He doesn't own it, but I think they've given it. I think he's like brand ambassador. He's like at a bunch of the games. He's always like on the floor, like chirping people and stuff. But, that's um, cool, dude. Yeah, because he's he's from well, Toronto. Well, I don't want to tell you what my team is. You're probably like, oh god. Who's who's your team? Oh, uh, I'm a Penguins fan. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I don't I don't really mind that. Uh, uh, the actually the GM, like the general manager of Toronto, just signed with the Penguins. So yeah, I saw that. I was happy with something. That, something big's gonna yeah. happen probably. Are you are you from San Diego or like where where are you about to be from? Oh, uh, I'm originally from um I'm originally from Florida. So I'm originally from Pensacola, Florida. Then after high school, ninety five, a little after high school, ninety five, ninety six, I took off to, and moved to San Diego. But all my family's from Pittsburgh area, so I'm like a diehard okay. Steelers, diehard yeah, yeah, Penguins yeah. fan, and somewhat of a diehard Pirates fan. I don't really claim that one, but. <laughs> But um, but definitely a diehard Penguins fan, and you know, and I was kind of happy they fired everybody. Yeah, I yeah, think. I feel like they're in it's rebuild time for them. Oh, we have to, you know. I mean, we we. Yeah. You know. But no, definitely, I know I I love Canadian hockey, man, because you guys like take it so serious. Yeah, people it's, like people get so angry when like if anytime something in a game like a bad call is made, you like everyone is just talking about it. Like literally, like all the restaurants are just like freaking out about like refs who missed calls and like it, it's a big deal for sure like yeah. do y'all like have rivals with the other like like toronto or oh yeah yeah for, yeah, for sure like toronto oh, and ottawa are pretty big rivals ottawa or toronto and montreal pretty big rivals there's also like alberta is a province in canada and there's two teams from this that same province so they you know it's edmonton and calgary so they're also there's a lot of rivalries yeah everyone's everyone's That's just trying crazy. to beat everyone else up it's like one of the only. It's one of the only like sports that has like fighting as like a legitimate part of the game. Like literally fist fight. You like have to drop your gloves. It's actually a penalty if you don't drop your gloves. Are you or, serious? Like, if you like fight, like if you enter a fight, like you have to drop your gloves. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. I mean, I, I like I like hockey just because it's it's a fun pace. Yeah. And it's and and as and some of the rules are I'm like what you know but I mean like whatever it, but I mean yeah, also yeah. too the fighting is crazy too and it's just I don't know it's just the energy of it is just it's just a lot of fun you know yeah it's a really it's really fast paced and physical and also like yeah. a lot of like skill expression as well like you can beat someone up but you also have to be really good at the game you know like it's not just physical or it's not just like a skill expression it's a good blend of everything I think. And plus two, you gotta be good on those skates because think about it, you're going backwards and forwards and left yeah. and right. And then especially yeah. if you're fighting with somebody, you gotta be on those skates. Like Yeah, it's like cause I mean it's not only like all like fighting, whatever, but like there's like people throwing checks all the time and it's like it is really physical. Plus, like, you know, you're on a slippery surface, so you gotta be good on skates too. I just hope they don't ever change it like they did with football and NBA. <laughs> yeah, I feel like those have been like they get watered down with every year, kind of. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, enough about sports. Um, yeah. I know. I, we could talk about that all day. Yeah, um, I, I love sports, man. Oh, I do too. But um, so what got you into music? Like your parents, your, um, you know, they, are they musicians? Did they, did they jam out to like some kind of music? Like you heard them playing music or what? Yeah. Um. I mean, they're not really like musicians, I guess. They're more like music fans. So music was playing all the time growing up in, in the house. Um, 
like my my mom played piano my dad would play guitar and he just like he's more of like an audiophile i guess my dad like he would always just be buying speakers and like cranking them throughout the house and just we would just <laughs> find new music and like get records and stuff and just like literally sit down and just listen to music super loud and like crazy speakers that that, that he would find and just uh-huh. kind of always trying to find the best like hi-fi sound around um so that so that kind of got me into it and then it, it it became a thing at my school when I was in like grade six, they introduced, I think it was like pretty much a mandatory music program. And I started playing trumpet because I don't know, it was just kind of good. Like they run you through all the instruments and it just kind of clicked with me. And then I grew up just really liking bands. Like I thought, you know, you know the movie school of rock. Yes. <laughs> that, that movie like changed my whole life. I've ever seen that. I'd be like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then I just wanted to just like, I love the lifestyle about it. I love the sound of like guitars and like just rock music in general. And, and I just wanted, I just wanted to be part of it. So I started playing bass and then I started playing guitar. I took vocal lessons um, and just, I just want to like fully immerse myself in the whole thing. And uh, so I guess it kind of started from, yeah, like a young age being exposed to it and then starting through it in school and just, just wanting, basically just wanting to be in a band. And just like mm-hmm. being in front of people playing stuff. Cause I also really liked acting as well. Like drama was a like, or just like being, I don't know. I, I also, I, I wanted to be an actor as well when I was like really young, like grade four really? or five. Yeah. That ship has sailed. I do like it, but it's, I don't know. Something about it is, um, but yeah, it was also like you're, you're on stage and like, you're not necessarily acting, but it's like, you're, you're still performing, you know, and like mm-hmm. you're, you're providing entertainment, I guess. No, no, you're definitely. I mean, think about it. You are acting. I mean, you are playing music, but yeah. you're you're playing this. You know, these people see you on stage, and you're kind of like, "All right, man, I gotta get in, I gotta get focus here." You know, people gonna yeah, know yeah. Who, you know, because you also like, you gotta ham up kind of like you know parts of yourself that like when I walk around, or if I'm just hanging out with my friends, like I'm not really as like animated or like whatever like as like juiced up as i am like when i'm on stage trying to you know provide entertainment or like i'm not jumping around and you know like you are like you do elevate to a certain level and i guess you could call that acting you know like like you you're you're, you're trying to portray a character on on stage it's not quite the same as like being you know on a tv show or something but it still is there there are elements that are the same for sure i know it is definitely because i mean think about it every day well for example look at kiss every day they got to put that makeup on Get on stage and act, you know. Same yeah, with Guar. Sure. I mean, look at Guar. Guar yeah, is yeah. the same way too, you know. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, because I mean, that's like that's a whole bit too. Yeah, and it's like part of their brand identity. It's like the way that they look and the way that they act, you know. And and it's the same with you and your band. So I mean, you guys got to like, okay, we gotta we we gotta pump up. We gotta show this crowd what we gotta do, and this is who we are, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, and also then, like, go, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was gonna say, um, as, you know, they meet you in the coffee shop and like, oh, you're not the same camo we saw on stage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, because I find also like now that we so we just kind of we we were a band uh before, and then we kind of took like a big break because the pandemic like closed down, like li- especially in Canada, like literally everything was just done. So like, you, you guys barely... just, you, you guys just opened up this year, wasn't it, or last year? Uh, I was, I don't even, honestly, time has become a really hard track for me at this point, but I think it was like a year and a half ago or something. I, I don't even remember. I think it was like a year or two ago though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like everything was closed down. Like you couldn't even really go outside, you know, for like basically a year or two. And which also meant like, there's no live music, you know, like there's no whatever. So 
we the old lead singer of the band left the band basically not necessarily broke up but like there was no shows happening there was nothing going on and we just kind of took the time to like rewrite and like kind of rebrand everything and basically like we still have the same name but we're kind of like a new whole thing now like different members and whatever so i i kind of feels like this is the start of of a new thing for us Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm tying this all into saying that like now that kind of feels like a new band, you would go on tour or what we do now is we would go on tour with other bands, slightly bigger bands, you know, that let's say, let's say that they have a crowd of like 500 people, mm -hmm. like a theater, a club, whatever. And we're the opening band. No one's heard of us, you know, but you want to be able to get up on stage and you want to try to <laughs> basically, it sounds kind of like shitty, but like you want to poach their fans or not like corrupt their fans to like you, but like they, they're like undecided voters, you know, and like within 10 less five minutes, they're basically going to decide if they like you or not, you know, and every night you're in front of a bunch of people that have no idea who you are and you have to go convince them to like you, you know, because yeah. they're, they're not there to see you. They're there to see their favorite band and they don't know any of your songs. They don't know who they are. And they're just waiting to see someone else, you know? So you have to kind of like, it's tough, but, the goal is basically to convince them to like you more or less. And, and you have to, you know, you got to act it up a bit. You got to kind of ham it up to see, you know, to get a reaction out of them, to get them to feel something. Um, so no, in that way, yeah, you got to, you got to put it on for sure. Yeah. You definitely got to actor. You got to be an actor for that because, because, because have you ever had a chance? Have you ever been to a show where you, you guys didn't win it, win the audience over? Oh yeah, for sure. 100%. Oh my God. Okay. So, uh, there's take, this take me band. Back to that day. <laughs> there's this band. I don't even watch. I guess I can name them. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I have okay. nothing against this band. They're just not like the same demographic. Cause I certain, like, you know, certain bands type of music have like a certain type of people that like that kind of music, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, we play for this one band. They're called, Oh, maybe I shouldn't end. Whatever. They're, they're they're more like old, older, angry like white guys. They're probably like <laughs> 55, 60. And their whole thing is like, fuck you guys, like I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Like really like intense, like, are they, are they I'm, like this? I'm like are angry like, at the world. Are like, they like this? Rah, 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 like that? Yeah. Or? Like they just have, you know, like big gray beard, like gray beards, and they're just like they just hate everything. I don't know, whatever. And like, I'm I'm more of like, a, you know, Drink I'm my like, tea, a, I'm like a young and... gun, like whatever. And like, I like to just talk about like, you know, like sports and like how I feel, like whatever, you know, just like, yeah. I don't know. It's just not really the same thing. And like, we get up there and we're just like playing our songs and you just like look out and see them just so fucking angry. Like, they're just <laughs> absolutely hate. I literally thought I was going to get a bottle. We're play it was we played in Buffalo, actually. Um, oh shit! You didn't get a bottle. I know it was at the ballroom. The Bowery. No, not Bowery. Buffalo ballroom. I'm not really sure. Anyway, but there's probably like a thousand people there, and like literally everyone there was just visibly upset with us. Like I was actually afraid that I was gonna <laughs> get like assaulted. <laughs> and then, then you hear that one person clapping. Yeah, yeah and, and there's one guy. Yeah, we like finished out. There's one guy in the back who's like, you know, our friend who drove in from Toronto or whatever. But yeah, and, so there are a few like that where it's like there's just not a ton you can do. But and what do you do? I'm like, what do you do when you when you don't get the reaction from the crowd? Like really, all that you can do is like you're not going to leave the stage. Like unless you know they literally start throwing bottles at you, you're, you're not going to leave the stage. You know, you're just going to go up there and like you just put in 
as best you can. And whoever will like it will, and whoever won't, won't. And that's just kind of how, like, that's just kind of in general, like when you go up on stage at any time, like you have no idea what anyone's going to feel about it. And all, like, all you can do is just put your best foot forward and see who's going to vibe with it. Um, you know, it's not always easy and you won't always, you know, feel great about it, but that's kind of how, like, you have to go into it. Um, have you, have you guys ever got stuff thrown at you guys anytime? Uh, I don't recall ever getting stuff like thrown. No, I don't think so. All right, good. No bottles. Yeah, no, but I mean, generally people are nice. Like for the most part, people are really supportive. And if someone like really hates it, they probably just like won't talk to you. You know, like I mean, usually, usually the people come over and say, like, oh, like, you know, you, you did a great job or they'll buy a shirt or something. If someone really doesn't like it, they're probably not going to come up and tell me that they hated it, usually at least, or like throw something at me. But, you know, it's not impossible. I mean, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of nerve wracking. I mean, to think about it, I mean, you're playing in front of a thousand people and all you hear is crickets and all you guys are like, shit, we just got to keep on playing and hopefully win yeah. over these people. It's not a great feeling. You, also, like, one of the most awkward things is when you're done and it's like silent, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So you kind of like, this way you got to, not always, but make transitions between songs. Like you hit a note on one, like dun, 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 the chord rings out and then boom, you start the next one because it's the same chord of like the first or the the first chord of the next song, you know? Stuff yeah. like that. But I feel like I'm also harping on kind of bad shows here. I mean, mostly like most of the time that doesn't happen and like <laughs> it's it's good. Like, But sometimes you do get paired up with people especially as like an opening band for something with people that, or with, I guess a band who's like fans are not super aligned with, mm. you know, that, that's, you, the, that's, the, that's the tough part is whenever people try to book you guys, they try to like line you up with the wrong type of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It ha hasn't happened that much. Like kind of since we've started, but every once in a while it would happen more. Or like, you know, if you, it's like, if you were a folk band and you open up for a metal band, you know, it's like, no one <laughs> wants to hear that. That's there. It's not quite that extreme, but it's like that kind of idea. No, that, that is pretty extreme, dude. Folk band, yeah. <laughs> yeah. metal band, that, that, and they're all happy. Love each other. And like, yeah, oh, and you know, exactly. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. They'll be like, what the hell? That's crazy. Yeah. So go back a little bit. Um, so you, you grew up in a house with your parents, you know, loving music you know your dad buying you know speakers and playing as loud music he can play and stuff like that yeah um what kind of music were they playing were they were they was it like like so some 70s rock or was it um like it was a mix tolerance? of everything yeah like kind of like i find with people who i find that there's certain people who like a type of music and there's certain people who just like kind of like the concept of music and can just get into anything like we, we listen to a whole bunch of stuff like you know, rock or like, like jazz, bluesy stuff. Like we listen to some, you know, old school hip hop. Sometimes we listen to some uh, country every once in a while. Not not a huge country guy, but um, just kind of like a mix of everything. But when I went through a whole bunch of different uh, different stages, or even like I was really into the trumpet, so um, we would buy like, you know, like this guy named Herb Albert. He has like a Tijuana brass band that we'd listen to that kind of stuff, or like, what you know, or that? even something like. Um, you know, it's like kind of re regularly, I guess you might call it like like John Mayer stuff like that, where it's just kind of or more guitar focused music like Eric Clapton stuff like that, or just kind of classic rock or different instrumental stuff. Um, I don't know, I right. think, yeah, like just kind of a really a, a mix of everything. Like I find with a whole bunch of songs, 
there's just something about it that 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 can speak to me it's not necessarily about a genre but it's like maybe a way that they sang or like a type of guitar tone or a part you know or just like the way just the way that it feels for one reason or another you can find something that you can kind of latch onto um so yeah it's really really a whole mix of stuff it was very really eclectic that's right and and so your parents very supportive of you very supportive of what you of your music and everything yeah uh they yeah they've generally been really supportive it's nice because i have an older brother and a younger sister and they are both um they also really like music but they're both in like more like legitimate lines of work <laughs> like they have a job that actually pays them like on time and you know have a salary and stuff and my brother just had a kid so the, most of the weight is off of me to do like to have a kid or to make get a whole married. bunch of money yeah get married all this stuff because my sister also just got engaged her brother's married they all have good jobs and i'm just kind of here doing my thing so you're just a rock star of the family yeah i i always tell them like i i provide intangibles to the family there you go there you go <laughs> yeah, i'm more of the intangibles guy i can't i can't pay for dinner but but um but I'll, I'll entertain you for free yeah but i'll but i'll entertain you guys for free yeah that's um, right dude. that's right that's right to have your family support you you know and yeah like it that. has it's been really really nice yeah it's definitely uh i feel very fortunate about that do you remember your first time ever playing in a band? Like, did, did you always play in a band or did you start off with like at school projects and stuff like that? Yeah, I started off in school. Yeah, it was like when I played the trumpet first, I would just join like, you know, the brass band or whatever. It was kind of like, it's all just about learning like how to f not necessarily like fit into a group, but like when you play music with other people, like if you're all playing different songs, it's not going to sound good. Like you all kind of have to buy into the fact that like you're doing the same thing. So and just kind of getting on the same wavelength as people around you and being able to play like the part that you're supposed to play is kind of one of the first hurdles to playing in a group. So I learned that within school and uh, trumpet and stuff. And then I remember I got a bass. I joined a band as a bass player and I kind of like just in Ottawa, like a local kind of like rock band thing. And then there was a, it was through a music school. So we had a, a mentor guy as well. Mm -hmm. So he would kind of like help us, you know, figure out parts and stuff. So that was really helpful. And then uh, moved to guitar and then started my own bands all over the place. Well, that's cool. And, and did you play in like school projects and stuff or what? Uh, yeah. So I, I had a band in high school. Yeah. That's all in, in Ottawa. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we just kind of like, honestly, like learned how to be, how to play music and like just jam. Like we just played shows all over the place, a bunch of different bars around town or like just anything really like. If, if our friends were having a party, we could go and do a set there or something, or like really? at, at school or yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty dope. So, so um, house parties, huh? how was that dude? House parties are cool. We've played a, a couple, like a bunch of those actually. It's, it's usually pretty good because people are like, it's not like at a, at a bar. There's a lot, it's more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like there's more rules, but it's like, I know you what know. you mean. It's, it's like it's there's like, like a bouncer and like this. there's a stage yeah and whatever but like at house part it's like you're kind of like you're all there at the party and you're just also playing music and you can like stop and start whenever and like it's just more chill um but people do go a little bit buck wild though like we, <laughs> we, got, we got we got some stuff we got some of our stuff spray painted which wasn't great no um, way like a bunch of our cases yeah um it's not, what's, not the most, ideal. what's the most the craziest house party that you played at it was probably that one. That one was like insane. Everyone was just absolutely blitzed out of their mind. And there was like, <laughs> man, there was basically people like 
having sex more or less in front of us no like, on this couch as we were like jamming and everyone is just completely blitz like like they're going into like the windows upstairs um what? and then yeah like someone spray painted our gear that was like upstairs as well and it was like people were just like and then, not there was like a stage there was like a stage area people were just like coming up and it was it was crazy Dude, hold on. That was people a while having, ago, though. Hold on. People were having sex on a couch in front of you guys? Yeah, it was more like they were like, well, this one guy was, <laughs> this one guy was just basically like, like finger blasting this girl. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, well, but like you just had to keep going. What did you guys have to do? I mean, where you're like, just yeah, like, we're like, pause for a quick second, like, wait, okay, let's keep on going. It's one of those, like, because you're trying to focus on, you know, like just playing, because, you know, you have to, I don't know, like you want to play well. And then like you kind of all notice it. So we all kind of give each other the eye like what what is going – it takes a second to like really realize what you're looking at. And you're just like, okay. This dude, is where fucking, we're at. This is fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah. Just, There's a lot well, of like crazy stuff. Yeah, and also too when you think about it, all even playing at – what to me what I see is playing at house parties all, and, and then playing at bars and then playing at venues where – you know, it's hard to get like a certain crowd of people and depends on who you're with. I mean, it's all learning experience, you know? Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's like every time you play, well, it's kind of one of the reasons I like it is like, there's no ceiling, like no one day is kind of like exactly the same, you know, there's a lot of consistent things like you load in sound, check, play a show, whatever, like stuff like that. But every time something is a little bit different and it's always like you meet cool people, usually cool people and you know it's just like it's never really boring like i i find myself a very few boring days they're not always great but they're not always they're rarely boring that's right i mean that's right to have that kind of experience because think about it like i said it builds you guys up you know you have a house party some dude finger banging some chick and you know <laughs> all the shit going on and, and and then when you get to the real world of, of your music and playing tours and stuff you're like Yo, we already seen everything. We build ourselves so strong that none of this shit can affect us. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's also yeah. It's one of those like you just get. It's just you build experience. Yeah, exactly. You build experience every time, and uh, that reminds me. I was at we we played a show also in Ottawa at this. It was a random like restaurant, and uh, it's like a bar restaurant. And I was playing in a cover band, and it was at the end of that. It was like a super weird vibe. Like we would play. The band I was in was like we played like covers of like Stevie Wonder. It was like kind of like a dancey band like that, whatever. We'd like trumpets and like is a horn section and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in between, a DJ would come by and he would basically play like club beats. It was super random. And then it was at the end of the night. We were playing our last set. It was like one in the morning, and we're playing. You know, song like Soul Man by the Blues Brothers. You never heard mm-hmm. that song? Yeah, I heard that song. And we're just like jamming on that song. Like I'm a soul man. And then this brawl breaks out, like literally like a twenty person brawl, like right in front of us. In the on restaurant? The, on the dance floor, yeah. Like so it was basically the stage and then a kind of like a dance floor area. Full on brawl. And we're just like, yeah, we just kept going. <laughs> we're just singing the blues brothers, people just beating the shit of each other right in front of us. Holy shit. What was what, yeah. was it because of the song or was it or they just No, kinda... I think it was it was like nothing really to do with us. It was just like some guy, you know being an idiot. Some, uh, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I thought it was a song, like you, you sang that song. <laughs> no. Well, I that guess song, you know, they all wanted to bang, bang each other out. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That's crazy, dude. That's that's definitely crazy, man. And and so, like, one of the questions I want to ask you is, and I think it's crazy you mentioned because I, I've done a lot of interviews. I have done a lot of interviews with um, a lot of Canadian musicians and stuff, and they said the exact same thing. 
is that, and you know, Canada, you know, Canada, Canada's government, they take care of you guys, musicians and art, art oh, people. Yeah. And, like that. and I think that's like, pretty rad. It is sick. Like not to really talk too many numbers, but like you can apply for grants. You can get like a hundred K of funding for, you know, it's, it's not that easy to get, but there's tons of things. Like there's so many grants to apply for, even like, um, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago or like a couple of months ago, there's like, you know, a Canadian music relief fund that you can apply and they just give you like $2,000. And, um, yeah. And, there's a, there's a lot of things it is very nice because like one of the tough things is like competing with the, I think, or just, I think the mindset of the, a lot of like Canadian, like arts funding is it's really tough to compete with the American market because there's just so many more people and it's mm -hmm. so close and like similar, you know, the type of music that's popular in the States is very similar to like the main type of music that are popular in Canada as well. And I think, you know, they don't want to be, I drowned out maybe like a bit of a pessimistic way to look at it, but like they want to like promote talent. So it's not like, you know, kind of get like run over by other markets. So I think mm -hmm. they, that's why they provide a lot of funding because they want, you know, the Canadian acts to feel like they, they can stand up to the rest of the world, I guess. That's so it is really helpful. Yeah. It's, it's really dope. Like it's, like, it's like a life-saving amount of money. Cause I don't hear anything like that over here in America. I mean, I mean, I'd be rad yeah. If they did that too, that would help a lot of, you know, starving musicians or hustling musicians out there that are trying to sell their albums or, or tapes on the street and whatever they can do, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's really, cause also like recording, like studio time, the amount of money that goes into it, cause there's studio time, there's getting a mix, getting a master. There's, if you want artwork, it's a, you know, pay for that. Then if you want to put, like put CDs out, that's also expensive or vinyl. Um, just the whole process or the, you know, getting it on Spotify, promoting it, and then even playing shows, you know, you, you need a car, you need to pay for gas, you have to have all the gear as well. Like my whole rig is probably like, you know, $10,000 of pedals and guitars and amps and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like, you know, it's not necessary to spend that much, like you, you can do it. But if you want to be able to, you know, have gear that's reliable and be able to get there and whatever, it's, it's expensive. Like there's a there's a lot, it's a lot of money that goes, goes into it before you even, you know, see one, a, a dollar back, you know? Yeah. And then it's right to how that, you know, what I get from, from you and from other Canadian musicians is that Canada wants to promote their, their own music. You know what I mean? Wants to, their own musicians, their own actors and stuff like that and everything. Yeah. So I, think it's, I think it's pretty rad. They do that. It, yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Cause there's also, um, there's like a whole bunch of things that you can, well, one apply for, for, for just funding, but there's, um, it's called like MAPL, like maple, whatever Canada, you know? And, um, it's like music I like, artists. I like that one. Maple. Yeah. <laughs> um, music artist, producer lyrics. And I think it's some like three of the four of those have to be Canadian. And then it's considered CanCon or like Canadian content. And then, uh -huh. um, it basically qualifies you for a whole bunch more stuff like radio play, um, getting like syncs on like television shows, stuff like that. Um, like we, we had a song talking about sports. We had a song like hockey night in Canada is uh, like a pretty big deal. It's like, I don't know, whenever the Canadian teams play, it's like a whole kind of broadcasting. And then they mm -hmm. use one of our songs for like a, a montage for a, you know, playoff game or whatever. What? It, was like, it was like the best day of my life. Yeah. It was like What's the coolest thing. It was called giving it up. It's one of our older songs, but um. 
That's right. Yeah, that was probably like three years ago. Yeah, that was it was sick. Anyway, but stuff like that is uh, it's really good. Also, like if you you know they also pay you for like playing your own songs. Like if you submit your own songs that like you played them at a show, you get like royalties for playing your own songs through SoCan, what? which is like Society of Canadian. Yeah, there there is a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of ways that you can you know claw back money. And I, it's crazy because like I think about it, I have like no money at all. Everything's super expensive. Like we're just barely scraping by. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, and we've been super fortunate to have this extra funding. So I have no idea how people do it without, you know, either like a bunch of family wealth or, you know, personal, I I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it's possible. Like it's, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's impressive to see that people do that in, yeah. uh, you know, in the States because it's, it's hard. It's really yeah, and a lot of these people, they work normal jobs and full-time jobs and they go out and, and, and play on a weekend, you know? And yeah, exactly. You know, it, it, it's, it's all what it's about. It's about fun and love. And that's what it sounds like what you guys have is a lot of fun and love and you love playing yeah. music and stuff. And so, you know, you're like, fuck, we're broke, but Hey, we can still yeah, afford I this mean, shit. Yeah. It's I, when I was like, you know, there's a, on, on the bad days, you kind of think about like, you know, why am I doing this? But then I, you think like, there's just nothing else that I would rather be doing. You know, this is what I want to do. And it's, you know, not going to make me a million dollars, maybe. Hope, I mean, you know, the goal is I someday, you know, it'll it'll provide a, a stable income. And it has been trending upwards, at least recently, with a whole bunch of other stuff that I'm doing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, the, the, ultimately, you don't do it to get into, you know, the hyper wealthy or to have, you know, a really stable, like you, you get into it because you love doing it and, and you love the kind of the expressive, you know, output that it can have the effect that it can have on people. Um, you know, it, it makes it all wor- worthwhile when, when people say, you know, how much your songs had an influence on them or that they, you know, started playing guitar or they, you know, one of their bad days got, got turned around by a concert that we put on or something that we said, you know, that that's kind of like, that is sort of like the payment and you know why yeah. why you do it yeah no definitely definitely and then you know let's talk about the band so i mean how so who's all in all in the band so at the moment i would say there's three members like there's three kind of core members that are at every show and then we have a bit of a rotating cast of uh, rhythm guitar players so it's me i do uh vocals and lead guitar with a drummer steven and then boris is a bass player so okay. there's kind of like the the three of us, and then we we when we play live, for the most part, we have a fourth member. Okay, and then how did you all three of you guys meet? We mostly met uh, the drummer. I met uh, just like through the Ottawa music scene, basically, because um, we play in some other bands together. And music, like the music scenes within not only like Ontario or Canada or just kind of North America, whatever, or the city that you're in is really not all that big. And, and once you're in kind of a certain level, like you're going to start meeting people. So that's how I met um, Steven. And then Boris, I met through school. So we went to university in uh, a city called Kingston, which I, I currently live in. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I just met him through, uh, yeah, we went to the same university. That's rad. And so you guys just joined up and was like, yo, Let's do we'll do Casador and let's let's do this shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it started a little bit like I I had this friend whose name was Will, and then I we started jamming together, and then I met Boris through him, and then we kind of you know started playing some songs that he had written, and then eventually we got a keyboard player, and then we started more writing songs, and we wanted to create like a you know an actual real band, so then we did that, 
And then it's gone through a bunch of iterations, but it kind of went through the process of like just jamming with friends into becoming a more solidified thing, which is now yeah. what it is. Yeah, what it is now. Do you do you feel that like it's hard to build a good band? You know what I mean? Like find good band members, or do you feel like it's easier? It is kind of. It's not hard to find good musicians around the world, but it's hard to find a good band member that's like that's a good fit. Because I mean, ideally, you want someone who is you know good at what they do you want someone who plays the right instrument that you're looking for generally kind of the same age they like the kind of music that you are they live close to you and also they're available because that's the hardest part like if someone's really good they're probably in like five things already Mm -hmm. or if someone you know is an awesome singer they probably have their own band or if someone whatever so finding someone who is the right fit and is actually available and down to do it can be really hard to find Hmm. Um, yeah yeah and i know what you mean it's definitely hard because you got to find the right you know right person with the right songs or or, you know who can play exactly yeah and yeah and and you have to like you know you spend a lot of time with them like you're in the car for hours and hours and you you have to do a lot of you just spend a lot of time together so you have to like them that's what so i do a lot of that session guitar playing stuff as well Mm -hmm. and uh when you get hired for that basically like as long as you're good enough you're kind of in the topic for to be considered. And then it really just comes down to like, do they like you as a person? Like, can they hang with you? You know, okay. you hear it a lot where it's like, it's all about the hang. Like that's really what gets you the job in these things. Because let's say, well, let's say if you're annoying, if you're annoying as shit and they're like, yeah, like let's say you're super annoying or you have like a big ego or, you know, there's some reason that like someone doesn't like you, like you're just out. And and they're good. Really? It doesn't matter if you're like amazing. They're they're gonna find someone else who is good and that they like to they like to hang out with. Wow. So they're very picky on who they have on. In, they're in super session. picky. Yeah. So okay. The crazy thing. So um, there's this pop singer that I've been playing for. She had a really successful song like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. It was like a TikTok viral thing, and you know has oh, like yeah, you know, a couple hundred million <laughs> streams, whatever, and uh, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and then so got a management team, got like a major record deal, whatever. And uh, hold, hold on was, real quick. Hold on real quick. So she got a record deal off of TikTok? Yeah, like multi-million dollar record deal, yeah. Holy shit, dude, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, by like Universal or like, uh, it's not, not Universal, but Warner. It was like one of the major ones. Um, and then so got was getting all these show offers and, you know, had never played a show under the her stage name. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so she had to find a, a band and then looked for different players. And then I came into the conversation through, you know, a mutual connection that I had made playing with, with Castor and basically came up and then there was like a list of like five or 10 guitar players. And what they do, it sounds ridiculous because it is, is they go through your Instagram account. They see oh, what no. kind of vibe, what kind of vibe you put out. What? And they just basically select you based off the vibe that you put out through Instagram. It's not a joke. And Dude, um, are you serious? Yeah. yeah, I'm fully serious. And then so uh, I get a call from the manager one day, and it's like, "Hey Cam, like love your vibe, man. Like, w- are you down to come? You know, to the studio for? It's ba- like it, they call it an audition, which I guess it is, but it's basically like, do they like you in person? Um, so I did that. We jammed, and then I got the. I was the only one that was there. Because I think they kind of already selected me, and it was more just like uh, just to see if I was like, you know, I don't know, they could they felt that they could hang, 
and I just got selected, and then boom, like I'm on planes all over the world. Dude, that's so crazy. Sorry, I I, I got a clown on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, not not on you, but not you or anything. No, it, it's 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 insane. Like I'm not. I'm I'm right there. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. get in trouble, but uh, it, that's that's fucking insane. I, I'm I'm like speechless right now. I don't know what to say. I mean, that's just like, oh, like like it's like, oh, well, I don't want to date this guy, but um, I want to check his Instagram out and see what his personality's like. You can't fucking tell on these damn social medias because yeah. people people fake that shit, and then you I meet know, them, yeah. and you meet them, they're like, oh, you're not you're not the same person. Yeah, it, it's it is kind of crazy. Because it was literally, I got the job exclusively. I mean, I, you know, I think they said like, you know, he's a good guy or whatever, but like it was, they, they, I'd never met any of them. And it was, they go, yeah, they, they had said the manager and her sat down, they go through everyone's Instagram and they select you based off the vibe what? of your, if they think you're like cool based off of your Instagram. So yeah. what are they looking for? Like, oh, is this guy looks like he can party or this guy seems really sensitive. I don't. I don't actually know like specifically what they look for, but I think, <clears throat> I think it's a mix of like, I, I don't even really know, but I think it's a mix of like, you know, do you have experience playing? What do you kind of look like on stage? Like what, what are the kind of things that you feel like you could post? Like, what do you look like? You know, I, I don't know. Like, it's just a combination of everything and they want. So especially I find, so with, with cast or stuff, cause I'm the leads, like the front man, Mm -hmm. Um, so when, when you get up there, it's kind of like, I'm trying to control, not control the audience, but like, you know, you're, you're talking, you're, you're, it's kind of like the eyes are on you to control the flow of the show. And like, you're, you're presenting the words and whatever, Mm -hmm. but when you're doing the session stuff for another singer, it's like, they're the star. And basically everything that you do facilitates them being the star. Like you don't even want to go too crazy because then everyone's going to look at you and they're not going to look at the star, you know? So like you want, and and that's kind of how I think of it as well. It's like, it's my job here is to make you look like an absolute star, you know? And how I can facilitate that is like, you know, I come up and like solo in front of you and, and then I move to the back and like, let you have your moment. And then verse, like I'm always at the front or like just, grabbing or trying to grab all the attention you know it's like you you pick your moments but you basically facilitate them being the star because that's what you're there for and you know there's like certain you know like i I will (laughs) this is not like i don't mean this in like a a rude way because it's just part of the thing but it's like if i'm gonna wear a shirt that they don't like because it's for some reason then i have to change you know like are you serious yeah um so you can't wear your own band name or anything uh, like that, I I could wear I I could bet I could wear that, but like, you know, if the color doesn't match like what they want to wear, then I would have to change, you know, or something <laughs> like that. That's why you're like, come on, band, come on, guys, let's get back on a tour. Let's go. Let's wear <laughs> we want to wear, dude. <laughs> yeah, like I don't like really mind it because it's kind of like you know, that's that's what you're there for, and 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 that's the other thing as well. Like if you have too much of an ego that you won't do that, then you don't have a job, you know, and then you're not. You're not there. Like, wow. It's kind of yeah. they're strict, huh? It's ish, like ish, you know. But yeah. it's like if you're like if you're problematic, like they'll they'll they will find someone else. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy, dude. So you got to so you got to bite your tongue, and 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 it's like it's like being in a being in a military school, basically, or or or, or becoming a cop or something. You got to be this certain way that they want you to be. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not far off, or it's not like it's not. Like, I don't feel like I, you know, 
am not me when I'm there, but it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're on someone else's like, you're, you're an employee versus like with Castor, I'm like, I'm like the boss, you know, and one is yeah. I'm, I'm the employee and like, they've set, you know, how, how they want to go. So. You, so is this, is this the record label that's doing this or is this her agent? It's uh, it's it's a kind of mix of 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 the whole thing, you know. It's just kind of like it's a mix of, you know, the the management team, record label, her, you know, the tour man, whatever. It's the or even like so we we're on tour with uh, One Republic, uh-huh. um, and we did yeah we did all over Asia. I have some crazy stories about um yeah we did uh, a month in Asia and we did a month in Eastern Europe, and then we did uh, I guess a couple in Canada. Wow. Um. Yeah. So I was just in Asia for a month. It was amazing. It was sick um on planes like every day though um but yeah we did like yeah taipei we did tokyo um bangkok did, was, it uh, was it was a sellout clouds pretty much yeah you're playing to like you know 10 20 000 people every night damn or like every night that you play which is usually every other night but yeah it was kind of crazy like pretty much you you play the show uh you get off stage it's nice because there's like catering there's like amazing catering there's like a t- tons of stage crew when we did it through eastern europe they had a fleet of like 20 trucks no um, way they they travel with their own like chefs basically or like a catering team yeah so when the, but when you get on we go on tour of casador you're like damn like, <laughs> it is not like that yeah it is not we like this we had this with this yeah but, but honestly this is what i'm going to come at now is you know where do you see Casador 20 years from now 20 years from now okay so my 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 goal is is always been like i i always want to have my own project where like i can kind of control not like me exclusively but i'm like a primary driver in you know the the creative outlook of the band and like writing a song and like performing something that that you feel attached to and that is like an expression of, of who you are is way more personally fulfilling Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I, I always want to be able to do that. And I do think that like what, what we have now is, is, is worthwhile for, you know, I don't know. Like I, if you don't feel like what you're doing is there's at least some value in it, then, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you should work on that. But like, I, I you know, like I, I always think that I can be better and everything, but I feel like I feel excited and proud about what's going on right now. And I just want to play as many shows as possible because this is kind of like how you start to make fans and, and connect with people. So oh I think my, my, my goal is to be, you know, established within the music world and be able to sustain a lifestyle that has, you know, their fans that feel like what you're doing is meaningful and, you know, just like excited to be part of the project and, you know, feel like some kind of re- relevancy and, um, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of make a career out of it through playing original music, and that I can connect with people and you know help people through through music. And and that's where you see yourself in 20, see Casador in twenty years. That's 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 the goal, you know, is to have an established, you know, band and following and kind of system in place. That's the goal. I mean, things change literally all the time. You know, like if you asked me two or three years ago, I'd probably say something else because music was entirely gone but yeah that is you know it's it's always been a core of myself to want to play music and create and be able to bring it to people and and connect through them not only because i love doing it but i, I love the effect that it has on on other people 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess that's it's a little bit of a vague answer, but no, no, definitely no. That, that's just awesome because what it was coming to as is, is because you know you're you're doing these these sessions with these other bands and stuff like that, and you got your your project that you're doing, and do you feel like do you doing these sessions or is actually helping you out to grow your band to be where it needs to be? Yeah. So, I mean, I think because I was saying before, like the, the music's like scene is really not that big. And when um, like, okay, so I go on tour with one Republic, for example, right. Opening mm-hmm. up for them. The, the sound guy for them also does sound for, you know, let's say like Maroon 5 or a bunch of other bands or like bands that I, I would know, you know? And mm-hmm. then so, and then I talk to them on a day off. We, we get, we get lunch together with Chad and they like ask, they're interested in, in, in me and like my band and then be like, Oh, I know a cool guy who owns a studio here. You guys should go check it, check him out. And then I have this, now we have this cool connection with, you know, the guy who owns a studio around here or be like, Oh, I'm working for a rock band, you know, like maybe the guitar tech, for someone that I'm working for also works for like a cool rock band and they're coming through Ontario and they know me now. So they'd be like, yo, do you guys want to open for us or something like that? Or, okay. you know, so, so, it's all so about there, there are a lot of connections. It's really all about connections. Yeah. And getting into that world is very difficult. And I've been fortunate enough recently to kind of, you know, dip my toe into it. And you just meet so many people that are all like, they're all, they're all doing crazy stuff or like the, the body, like the, the head of security also did not that this is really relevant to me, but it's more interesting. <laughs> he was uh, like the bodyguard for Britney Spears during her whole like no ship thing. And yeah, like Justin Timberlake, whatever, like all, all that stuff. Um, or, you know, like the, the, the lighting guy was then jumping into like Lady Gaga's towards do lighting there. So it's like, and then, you know, afterwards you go out and get drinks and you're all just chatting about stuff. I'm like, Oh, what are you doing? I'm going to tour with my band. Like, oh, cool. Like, I'll come see you play and I'll bring some of my like record label friends out to the show when you come through here. And there are people that like I would never have the audience with or even the club with, you know, like Mm -hmm. before. So it does it does kind of help, like, you know, expand into personal things. Yeah, no, it definitely does, because, I mean, it helps you out because I think, you know, because the only way you're getting your your foot in the door with anything, skateboarding, surfing, music, acting, whatever, is it's all about who, you know and what yeah. you know it and, really and is, if, yeah. if, if you have the connections you know the people and you're cool with them you're not a douchebag with them or whatever but they respect you for who you are they're going to always remember who you are and show you the love for sure yeah yeah Tr- trying to make those connections is <laughs> something that i say i don't even know if i like really buy into this but like going you know, out you're buying this like my 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 own thing i guess i have two things one is like <laughs> I say this more as like like a, a douchey thing to get people to come out when, when they don't want to, but it's like I say that you can't get ahead by staying behind. So like, and I know sometimes you just gotta chill and like you know a, a mental health day, but like you never know who you're gonna meet when you go out somewhere, and like sure. sometimes your life can change completely by just you know a conversation that you had with someone that led you somewhere else that brought you to a brand new place, and I think. I don't know. That's that's kind of the mindset that I, I've, I've adopted recently where I just want to just be able to just like talk to anyone and be anywhere. Also, it's just interesting. Like I love hearing other people's stories and where they come from. And it's just I just I love it. You know, no, there's nothing um, wrong with that. I mean, it's, it's just that you just have you just want to know people and know who they are and what they do. 
and 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 if they're going to help you out in the long run, they're going to help you out in the long run. You know, prime example, you can, you know, if you step out and and you meet some dude that you're like didn't like didn't expect that dude is going to be a really cool dude and that knows people, and all of a sudden you guys start talking and he's like, whoa, this dude's actually pretty cool. And then like next day he's like hits you up, yo, I got I hooked up my homie owns Atlantic Records. I told yeah, him exactly. about you guys. He want to check you guys out. Where are you going to play at? You know what I mean? You, you get yeah, what I'm for saying, sure. right? Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, I even got like a cool little sponsorship for like, I get like like guitar strings for half off now. And like, what? you know, Sick. they're expensive really? or like, you know, amps and, and stuff like that. High five through the mic, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah, for sure. Um, right. Yeah, so there's just a whole bunch of things. And I just, it's just fun. Like, it's like the one of the reasons I get into it in the first place is I just, it's just fun. Like, it's fun to be, be out and just, also like learn from from everyone else like even you know if i never see them again it's just i like love meeting people from, also try i love traveling too and uh, i've been like fortunate enough to be able to kind of travel a lot like there's so many places that i would have never gone if it wasn't for music mm-hmm. um and just meeting people from different cultures and just absorbing parts of the world and you know learning from them and their story and everything it's just i feel like it's what make, makes life interesting and uh it's just kind of I don't know. Ignites my, you know, passion for, for life. So, oh yeah. And then you guys just dropped an album uh, called Youth. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we got a we got a brand new album out. Um, it's it's exciting for us because this is the first time, yeah, like in like four years that we've actually released something, and it feels it feels good because before we had a bunch of kind of rotating cast members of the band, but now we kind of have, I think more like a refined vision and we're all really tight knit. Um, and I'm, I'm just kind of, I feel like it's a sustainable thing to start releasing a bunch more music with this group. And I feel like it feels good because I'm, I'm happy to have this as kind of like a baseline level to work off of. Um, and I think it just in, involves a lot of themes of, well, youth, I guess more as a concept of, that excitement for life and not necessarily losing that kind of curiosity that comes with youth. Um, Cause I, over the, over the pandemic, especially, I, I don't know like what really the deal was with you guys down there, especially in like, uh, you know, California and stuff. But um, when, when you're just sitting at home for like a year and a half, it feels like you're losing time, you know, like l- life is, you know, a finite amount of time and it's, it's a fragile, precious thing. And, and when you feel like, that time which really is everything is is being taken away from you and you know you're always the youngest that you are right now you know and mm-hmm. when when you lose that time it feels like you are losing precious moments of of your life and and of your youthfulness and i think it just kind of deals with the idea of like sure you may not be the same age that you once were but you can still have that kind of passion for life that you know curiosity for for new things that that comes with with being youthful um mm-hmm. while still kind of looking back appreciating what you had but but moving forward in a in a better way so i feel like it's representative kind of moving forward and, and where we are now so it feels it feels good to have it kind of be out be out in the world yeah and and do you feel like most of these songs are about a little bit about your time being i think so i don't, I don't, I don't want to say locked up but but couldn't yeah do- i mean it was literally called yeah lockdown but um uh i think yeah i mean if they're not directly about that i think they were probably at least influenced 
influenced by how it made us feel, I guess, mm-hmm. or just mm-hmm. kind of some of the the consequences of life that came out of it. Like I went through a big breakup and went through a new, like, you know, a new place. And there's been a whole bunch of change in, in my life. And I can't really say that, you know, the, the pandemic caused that, but I think it was, you know, all kind of happened within the same time of like, you know, learning to grow and just dealing with change and kind of the new things that come, that come with it. So I would say they all kind of are, are touched on by, by that topic, but not necessarily strictly just about it. And, and so that's what basically what changing is about is about what your lives have changed through this period of time. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's also like, I think I, at, at the age, I mean, it's not even necessarily my age. I feel like we always compare ourselves to our, to our peers and we kind of look around and see like, Oh, they're getting married. They're having a kid They're You know, they, they're doing so well in their life or, or they're, they've gone in a certain direction. And it sometimes feels like I'm the same that I've always been. You know, and 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 I'm not moving at the same pace that that they are. It makes me feel weird, but you know, this is this is just who I am. Um, so yeah, yeah. And then a song I like is "Younger Days." I like that. Oh song. yeah. Oh thanks. Yeah, I like I like that one too. Yeah, it's very uh, nostalgic. Yeah, t- kind tell of us like about that. that one. When I when I write songs, it is like we do a lot of it in kind of a group setting, but. Also, I feel like when you're the singer of something, if you have to like be the speaker of the words, you really want to be able to connect with it. So a lot of it I do at least kind of like, I don't know. I feel like you kind of have to have like the final say if you're going to be saying the words. I don't know. It's, it's, it's sort of a new thing that I've been kind of not, not dealing with, but I wasn't always the lead singer before. And mm-hmm. it's something that I never really considered is like if, if you get up there and you are saying things that like you do not feel or like align with at all it's it's really weird um because when when people like look at you saying those words they attach them to you and you want to be able to connect with them anyway but uh so i like to kind of just write stories about something that's maybe fictional but that i can i can relate to in one way or another or it has kind of concepts that are relatable so it was about you know meeting up with someone in your life that was maybe in old flame years mm-hmm. later that you that kind of took up a special point in your life but didn't work out for one reason or another and reminiscing on those on those times that that you used to have um while kind of recognizing where you are now um yeah no it's a definitely good song man i and i do, I do get it what you're saying about it you know it's just you know like you said a f- old fling of yours from back in the days and you just going back in your mind, you're like, damn, I remember those days with her or that days with him or whatever, you know, and stuff. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely a great album. And I will tell you that for sure, man. And people oh, thanks. Def- definitely need to pick it up and, and jam out to it. Cause it's definitely really good. And where can people, um, get your album? Is it like, do you have a, a website, plat- certain, um, platforms or yeah, whatever? it's, uh, it's all over. It's on, yeah. Spotify, Apple music title, really anywhere you get the music. It's on YouTube as well. Apple music everywhere. We, we do have a website, castledorband.com. Okay. If you want to check it out, we have some, you know, merch you can buy or just check out anything like pictures or videos. We just, we just released a new video today, actually. For, oh, really? What's uh, it called? It's called, um, quit your crying. <laughs> Quit you crying. Okay. That's yeah. off the new album. <laughs> it's off the new album, yeah. Um Sick. it's I a cool video. It. Yeah, it's like Wes Anderson y. Um, really? Yeah. There's just really dope. It. Um okay, so yeah, the the idea of that song is basically 
it's not the most sympathetic one, but it kind of like illustrates sort of a, you know, a relationship between two people kind of breaking down. And you know how it's like, if something bothered you at some point, then maybe you act out just because you're bothered. And then that becomes another thing that they can kind of pick at you for that you act out in this way. And it kind of becomes like circular arguments and just, it, it you kind of lose the plot and forget what you're angry about. And then you kind of, you, you can lose your cool. And it's just, it's just kind of thinking about here are all the things that, that, that are going bad. And like, let's just put all that to rest and just kind of move forward because when things are working out best between us, we didn't worry about all the little things and we just kind of loved each other because of who we are deep down and not all these little bumps that have been exacerbated into larger issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to, or we wanted to uh, make a video that kind of illustrated that, but it wasn't like a super obvious relation between two people. So we had, it's like, it's like these two dudes who are roommates probably in their fifties, like sixties. And they have really opposing lifestyles. Like one's really dirty and one's really clean. And they've taped the room down the middle. Like each side is theirs kind of thing. One's super clean and one's super dirty. And just kind of how they come to blows and, you know, have, have it out for each other. And then one, one kicks the other out and it becomes this whole thing of like, we weren't able to kind of make it work as like longstanding friends because of all this buildup of issues that we had. And then at the end, it's kind of, you realize that you needed that almost instability in your life because it, it kind of matches with your, or it, it balances you out. And then they, they end up being, being pals again, but it is, it's a cool video. I think the people, who, the filmmakers who made it did a really good job. And that's another thing about the, the Canada. I would never be able to afford that video if it wasn't for <laughs> um, some yeah help <laughs> for sure. From so like, uh, grants. You see that, hear that, you know, upcoming musicians, go move to Canada. They'll take care of you. Yeah, move to Canada and apply for grants and get tens of thousands of dollars for free. Exactly. And you'll and you li- and you're have you live your dream, basically. Yeah. Dude, yeah. That's so bad. And then um, before we take off, do you have what, what else you guys got coming up for 2023? Anything, any tours or new singles? You just said you just <clears> dropped out a video. Yeah. So we just uh, we put a new album like, uh, whoa. was it this month? recently i don't even remember anymore god <laughs> you've been busy right i, I know so a lot, there's a lot going on um but yeah we just just dropped a new album we have a bunch of videos that are out um we have a couple more new songs that we've been recording um so hopefully those will come out kind of early fall and we have a bunch of like shows coming up and basically yeah just kind of keep it keep it rolling um just trying to trying to get our name out there and you know make it make a bit of a, a bit of a statement so we might be touring through the states at some point too. Oh yeah, you come out to San Diego, man. We'll definitely. Um, That'd be sick. Sick, yeah. The, the the visas to tour in the states are like crazy expensive right now, but really, yeah, because you have to you have to be part of the there's like a Canadian Music Foundation called mm-hmm. CFM, I think, and then to be you have to be in that to then join the American one, and that cool. costs like a bunch of hundreds of dollars every year that you have to reapply for. You have to be part of the union and then you have to get a visa, which is like thousands of dollars um, just to be able to play there. And if you don't have a visa, then you get, you can get banned from entering the States for five years, which is happening. Yeah. Dude, that sucks. It's really, really expensive to get to play in the States. I would just say just cross the board and just jump over to Seattle and New York. And there you go. (laughs) Yeah. We tried that. Uh, um, Oh, 
is actually they're they know things though like uh we <laughs> i probably shouldn't advertise it yeah I, should, I shouldn't say it, this is actually really good. all right <laughs> yeah i don't want to get in trouble man. Yeah. <laughs> i don't get in trouble well before we take off man um what can you say to the upcoming musicians that want to be where you guys are at right now um well i think it sounds kind of cliche i guess but like you can't expect success overnight and you just the only people that make it are the people that didn't give up um and you in theory you're doing this because you love it and never just never forget that this is what you're doing because you love to do and it, and if you love to do it it will bring you fulfillment either way and when you keep working on it like you you will find your place and and you will start to see that success roll in as long as you never give up. That's hundred percent true, man. Never give up on your dreams and, and what you love, man, because yeah, if you, you will you did, always regret it. Yep. I was about to say that you're about to re you'll regret it and, and wish that you never did that. And 20 years later, you'll be like, fuck, I'm going to try to do it again. And it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't for work. Sure. You know, well, Cam, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. And like I said, uh, your new album, Youth, is really good. It's it's saved on my um, what's this? What's oh, awesome. oh my, saved in my alternative music section. So I have a I have a hip hop alternative, and then I have like uh, what else? Oh, reggae. So those are my three little oh, sick. my track things. So anything that I like, I always save in my alternative. But you guys are definitely in my alternative. I like it a lot. Cool. Well, yeah, Tommy, thanks so much, man. I, I really appreciate you having having me on it was great to talk to you and i would yeah next time i'm, I'm in i'm in your world I'll, I'll send you a message for sure are you, yeah you're on instagram i'll find you yeah yeah, yeah yeah i'll tag i'll tag you on on the post well, once this drops i'll tag you everything okay awesome all right well, Cam, well thank you so much for coming on the show man uh wish you the best best of luck in 2023 and hey just don't get in trouble crossing the border all right <laughs> i will do my best this time <laughs> all right man i'll talk to you guys oh, yeah. soon Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Have a great rest of your night. All right, later. Later.